Hello guys and welcome back to the show of Layers Behind Lies where we talk about climate change, global warming, and other sciencey stuff. Today we're looking at WWF, my favorite website for getting information on global warming. Here's how we can save the land instead of the sea, which I talked about last time. And also how we can use the land to our advantage. says here on this specific WWF documentary that the fight against climate change often centers on shifting to clean or renewable energy sources like biofuel, a bioreactor, recyclable energy. And I wanted to credit um, South Korea or North Korea. It was they don't charge you for the food you eat. They charge you for the food you waste. And they the reason they charge you is so they have the money to ship it to a bioreactor, which they then recycle it into clean energy. So I wanted to credit... Um, one of those two, I'm not sure which, I'm sorry that I don't know which if any South Korean or North Korean people are watching this. Anyways, it also says that they, they want to um, use clean energy or biofuel energy sources to reduce the carbon pollution that is, one, polluting the sea, and two, polluting the air, which is then polluting the land. Because the only reason, the only way you can um, infect the land is if the air is infected around it. Like, for example, landfills, they're dumping recklessly in trash into the landfills instead of recycling it like um, you should be doing and shipping it to biofuel sites, that, which then they can recycle it into clean energy. They can put it into a bioreactor and... Um, make either like electricity like um tesla or you can also make clean fossil fuel because the fossil fuel we're um using now is not clean at all it just like it's polluting the environment the gas it's dispersing it's just like damn it's too much it's too much for the environment and those landfills are kind of like half of the battle with climate change because um and global warming because um, the oil gets dumped there. The carbon dioxide is so high there. No, you have to go. You have to go with a gas mask in there. And um, they're trying. We've altered entire landscapes to produce everything from food and clothing to paper and fuel, in um, in source of biofuel. And when we slash and burn forests, drain mangroves, or plow up grasslands like um. Like the picture I'm looking at now, it has no grass. It's just a, it's just a field of landfills, trash, and dirt. That's all I see in this picture I'm looking at now. Like, sure, there's trees in like the background, but you have to really zoom in to see them. It's not. It's probably not for like another two miles. This, like, there are some landfills. They're not for like. They're like two miles long, and you can't see trees for another three miles. Because, like, the carbon dioxide infection, it reaches the air from one mile away. And it can reach from the landfill to the trees one mile away. So probably the trees that were there either got toppled by the trash they packed it on them or the um, carbon emission in the air either killed them or um, overdosed them. Because trees already have enough... Um, 
carbon dioxide in them. They all they produce enough. And when you um it says here illegal logging is also causing that because um I forget this quote I um saw mine. It says um it's a Godzilla meme. It says um it has to do with global warming. It says when you cut down a thousand trees, it's like Godzilla's foot is crushing you. Only it's CO two on his foot that is crushing you, and you gotta remember Godzilla's foot is like taller than a skyscraper. So if that is a forest, that's probably a lot of CO two. And one one tree. I think it's like um, a lot of CO2 because those trees are tall, especially the redwood trees. And the photo I'm looking at, it has a lot of redwood trees, oak trees, the big trees. Most trees are big, but some trees are small. And I mostly see big trees and some small trees. And um, I'm using, it's, it's giving me the thermal close-up, so you can also see the... Um, the carbon dioxide coming out of the trees when they're cutting it down and watching the video right now. So, yeah, um, it says that restoring those that have been degraded, those degraded plants, can help us prevent global temperatures from increasing more than 1.5 Celsius above historical levels, as outlined in the Paris climate. So, um, go down... But by working together, we can prevent some of the worst impacts of climate change while still meeting the needs of people, wildlife, and wild places. Here's what we're doing to help and what you can do to help. So let's see what they're telling us to do, what we can help. Food and climate. Eat healthy and responsibly. Cut waste in half. Send half to um, like a biofuel site. And the other half, try to replant it. Try to recycle it into um fuel like um in first grade i remember they're trying to make um compost bins you can smash the um the waste up that's also another way of making easy rich fuel bio bio biofuel rich soil you can do that and produce um energy or you can just ship it to like a complex bioreactor site, which they they do a good job because like they put it through these machines. It's really good, and those machines are powered by clean energy, so that doesn't it's no harm in the process. Agriculture is responsible for about a quarter of humankind's greenhouse gas emissions. Unfortunately, a third a third of the food we grow never ends up on on our plates. We can prevent this waste by producing, buying, or taking um, only what we need, especially when it comes to foods that drive habitat loss and increase green, greenhouse gas emissions. Because um, the, green, the greenhouses, I think, use the gas, maybe. I'm not sure how they use it in a way that it harms that much, but I know they're probably cutting down trees, which also, like the Godzilla foot, creates that foot of carbon dioxide that then smashes down on land, which causes a loss, like a big loss. Because probably the, the, um, the animals, they, they get caught in that rain of fire, 
and then they suffer from lack of oxygen, which which leads to death or casualty. So forests, grasslands, and climate. Business businesses can shrink their carbon footprints by ensuring that making their products do not involve cutting down forests or destroying habitats or increasing carbon dioxide or CO2 in the in the evolving area where they're um, doing it. As it moves from source to market, farmers and ranchers can also use climate smart methods like climate friendly fuel, which um, one of my friends, she's trying to do a fashion designer and she said, um, I'll try to um, use, um, I'll try to embrace climate friendly um, fabric or climate friendly um, fuel in my products. Cause um, she like really likes fashion. So I gave her that idea and she said, sure, I'll try. And by rehabilitating soils like compost bins and reforesting lands like planting seeds that have been degraded or cleared by illegal logging, we can remove even more of that carbon from the atmosphere, which is very bad. Another way to help, look for the A look for the AFC label when purchasing products that come from forest. Alright, let's let's clip on this link they gave us. See what it says. Loading in WWF, the same old thing. Alright, All right, let's let's I'll turn I'll turn the volume up so you guys can hear. Alright. Been up. Just adjusting the audio to be just right. Alright, I'm gonna watch this. Um, I'm gonna let you guys watch this episode, and unfortunately, I have to let you guys go for a bit because I gotta eat dinner. I'm probably gonna make another video after dinner, so see you then. See this? It's a one minute, it's a two minute video. was um loud uh they put in subtitles no wonder it's just music stupid me all right let me read this for you then this is a poorly managed forest that they're showing us apparently trees are unhealthy and not very diverse of course because um few plants and animals that are helping manage them degraded the forest, causing such problems as erosion, infecting the land. Oh yeah, that is that is so much that is so much toxin. Working conditions are very unsafe, but it doesn't have to be this way because the Forest Stewardship Council is trying to ensure responsibly managed forests, provide us with clean air and clean water 
by restricting um, CO2 chemicals and trying to um, enrich the roots that minimize degrading and erosion and also degrade the um, illegal logging things that they're trying to do as well as safe working conditions like um, better, um, better equipment, better equipment and probably better, um, better flow managing systems. We respect the rights of local people. They're just some of the ways that the AFC standards protect our forests. Very nice video that they put together. Not gonna lie, this actually tells us a lot. All right, well, anyways, guys, I'll see you later. Gotta let you go for now, eat dinner, and goodbye. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Layers Behind Lies, the show where we talk about climate change, global warming, and other sciencey stuff. Anyways, I was feeling quite lazy today, so I decided to um, invite my mom on and let her be the guest speaker for the majority of the podcast. Anyways, she, um, we are going to read about what I didn't talk about on Monday because I wanted to take a little break because I did some stuff over the weekend that made me a bit tired. We're going to um, do the stuff that we missed on Monday and also the stuff that we were going to do today, which um, I wanted to revisit the fact of the marine life and how it's being affected by global warming and climate change and also oil tanker dumping. Anyways, Mom, I'm going to hand it to you. Just um, talk to the viewers about what's in front of you and what you think and how do you think it's going to affect Because I know you're the doctor, so you, you kind of have a visual and a mindful set of, like, how it affects the bodies of creatures, life forms, and also humans, because it probably shows some facts about that. All right. Hey, guys. Um... I'm Gio's mom. My name is Maysoon. Um, I am not an environmental scientist. I'm a cardiac surgery PA, but I science is a, a much beloved subject for me, and I've probably studied extensively on different scientific fields through school. Um, so today I'm going to just touch briefly on protecting our forests. Uh, I had read some background on the WWF, which is a World Wildlife Foundation Um I highly suggest that you go to their website. They provide a lot of information. It's worldwildlife.org. And um, I'm just going to touch briefly before Gio talks about the marine life um, in regarding protecting forests. So forests are a home to many of the world's endangered species. They also protect the planet by absorbing carbon dioxide, which can be a major source of pollution that can cause climate change when left unchecked. Obviously, there's a balance on the planet between oxygen and carbon dioxide, and you need both. But when one is left to get out of control, such as CO2, which is carbon dioxide, it becomes a major source of pollution. Um, so, you know, there are things that you can do, such as donating to WWF and organizations that can ensure uh, global climate change agreements with governments to reduce um, forest destruction you can protect wildlife, you can work directly with other governments, especially developing countries to protect forests and to benefit the livelihood of their communities. Um, you can, the WWF 
uses satellite images and mapping technologies to track illegal logging. So sometimes in other countries, I'm not sure how much it happens in the U.S., but in other countries, if the governments don't track or don't have control, um, there, there can be illegal logging and deforestation. Um, so government has to help play a central role to, cli to tackle climate change. Um, you know, there's only so much organizations can do like the WWF and they try to advance policies to reduce carbon pollution and support clean energy. But ultimately, the governments um, have the, the broader spectrum and the money to help kind of affect this change. So the ways to help further are to reduce carbon pollution, to provide um, financial support, which is money, to developing countries so that people in nature can successfully adapt and to combat illegal logging and forest destruction and help transition developing countries to clean energy sources. Um, I feel like here, even in the U.S., there, there, are, there is wind and solar power, but you don't see that it's commonly used, say, in the city or the suburbs. And one has this image that a lot of them are kind of set up out in broad fields and broader country areas, but we need something that's more sustainable in the inner city and in the suburbs. Yeah, it's mostly used in um, the rural factories and most of the farmers mm -hmm. use them, which is really good because they're kind of the only people that really care about the environment because they're the ones that actually plant the crops and take care of the land. Yeah, the thing is, is it becomes tricky there, Gio, because um, that might be the case when you have smaller farming families or companies. Unfortunately, sometimes if you have big companies that own a farm, they may not be as conscientious in terms of sustainable farming. So as much as you guys can, if you look at fair trade or sustainable products in the store, that's probably the best to support those types of products um, so that you know that you're you're buying a product that was farmed in a sustainable way. Mm -hmm. Any ideas on that, Gio? Well, I'm trying to um, make a business because I love um, quantum physics and mechanics, and I actually want to become a robotics engineer. So I actually designed a robot that can, um, one, benefit the army and defensing like it's kind of it's kind of like a suit that you can hop in and there are these dispersants that you can put in the environment they help the environment it's kind of like something for farmers to um put in the land make the crops grow wait the suit would disperse it yeah like basically the suit is it's kind of like a prawn suit. I got the idea from Subnautica because I'm a really um, big gamer fan and I, mm -hmm. I love my Xbox. So sure. anyways, I got the idea from Subnautica. I just mm -hmm. want like to make this suit that um, you get in. There are buttons that you can press to um, move and you can disperse these chemicals mm -hmm. that um, really help the land one produce um, a stable amount of co2 and one and two decrease erosion which is mostly happening in the forests 
Okay, but the chemicals you may want to consider should be like what? Eco-friendly. Eco-friendly and organic. organic. Yes. Organic or made from um some particles from d- the DNA of animals like some of these mm-hmm. farming animals that really help um bring stewardship to the environment and um kind of like keep a balance. Sure. In um erosion and try to lower it, but st- like the human beings, mm-hmm. they're most of the causing. They're causing erosion mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think you're right. I think we have to start taking initiatives to protect the forests and the land and and farming sustainability and things like that. Uh, you know, unfortunately, with such a big population and a big planet, if we don't take strides to do that, we're going to run out of resources like clean drinking water and food, and supplies, and then it just becomes mass chaos. Um, any anything else to add before we end the show tonight? Well, um, we're about to end the show. I just want to, um, like I said, revisit the um, fact of Coral Reefs because. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna do like a short segment on that. I'll ask you some questions. I'll take over that part. Okay. But yeah, um, there is something I want to add. Like, there, um, there's also a thing I'm working on, um, in my business. I'm thinking of a name for it. I'm thinking of. Um, calling it Mech Industries or something that has a good catchy name to it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, there's this um wearable thing that you can put on. It's not like the big mech prawn suit that you can um hop into mm-hmm. the um designing still. It's almost done. It's called Operation Alpha. <laughs> okay. Anyways, the suit that you can wear, I'm going to call it a radiation suit because it protects you from erosion. It's meant to mm-hmm. go into the environment factions or the fraction of the land that is kind of mutated from global warming and oil dispersants. And it protects you from the air stuff, that's mm-hmm. the stuff that's in the air. Mm-hmm. and it can filter it into clean energy. And what you're going to have in your hand is you're going to have this scanner. Mm-hmm. I'm going to build a scanner that you can scan um, the particles in the air. It's going to have a thermal detector. You can detect um, how how high the oil dispersants in the air are, mm-hmm. and you can um, see if it's... N- you can see if it's cleanable or you should like take out that part of land or should the government have to at least eliminate that part which i'm not sure how they can do it is probably something very bad for the environment i'm sure (laughs) yeah yep okay well thank you for having me on today and thank you for the audience for sticking with us throughout that um I, I think there's a place to leave comments or questions. Feel free to join in at some point and leave us any questions or comments or feedback. Thank you. Well, thank you for hopping on to my podcast for a bit. Uh, anyways, I'm going to um, let you go for now. And I'm going to educate my viewers and refresh their memories on coral reefs. Okay, be good. I will, Mom. <laughs> You know, moms gotta be moms, protect their kids, make sure they're learning. Alright, this time, instead of um, mutating corals and deforestation in the um, waters, we're going to talk about coral bleaching, which I didn't think I talked about it. Now, the reason I wanted to um, make it short is because 
I know people's attention spans are very short, so I didn't want to um, bore you guys to death. Anyways, what is coral bleaching? That is the very big question I get from my friends, because I've told them a lot about um, my podcast, and they don't seem to understand it, so I'm going to be answering that question on this podcast. Coral bleaching happens when corals lose their vibrant color because, you know, bleach bleaches color or paint. So that's kind of what it does. It happens when um, chemicals get dispersed into the water. They lose their vibrant colors and turn white. Everything turns white when their color is lost. But there's a lot more to that because corals are bright and colorful because of microscopic algae called zooxanthellae. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. It's something science-y. Like I said on my podcast, we talk about science-y stuff, not necessarily pronounce it. Anyways, they live within the coral and act as a life form in a symbiotic relationship to um, to help each other survive. But when the ocean environment changes, like erosion and oil dispersants, which make it too hot, and if it gets too hot, for instance, the coral stresses out and expels the algae. As the algae leaves, the coral fades until it looks like it's been bleached. If the temperature stays high, the coral won't let the algae back, and the coral will die. Because the um, algae is in a symbiotic relationship with the coral reefs. Um, The leading cause of coral bleaching is climate change. A warming planet means a warming ocean. And a change in water temperature as little as 2 degrees Fahrenheit can cause coral to drive out algae. Coral may um, bleach for reasons like extreme low tides, pollution, or too much sunlight. I'm not sure, um, I think, um, the too much sunlight thing is because, um, global warming is weakening the ozone layer, which I'm learning about currently in science. Coral bleaching matters because one of these, if one of these corals die, um, reefs rarely may come back. And with reefs, reefs basically act as the filter for the ocean without reefs there's no filter the ocean just holds all that carbon holds all that oil without filtering it out and um maybe like decreasing some of that before dispersing it back into the air so imagine a sponge gets no filter which probably doesn't have no filter but imagine a sponge of carbon dioxide you pour it um you pour it all the carbon dioxide out of the sponge back on the land because, um, I don't know even what I'm saying anymore. Because, um, carbon dioxide, to make it simpler for all of us, really, um, carbon dioxide, carbon dioxide goes into the ocean, coral reefs filter it. Without the filter, it stays in there, no filter. If it has a filter, some of it gets dispersed at one um once at a time, but if all of it gets dispersed, um the land can't handle that and it will just collapse. 
Anyways, that's all today. My throat is getting really dry, so that's why I've been stuttering often. So I'm going to go take a water, and you guys have a great rest of your night, and see you next time. Anyways, my mom, I'm at my mom this weekend and the rest of this week, so I'll be posting. Bye.